Hi, I'm Michael Goff, Principal Product Marketing for Software Monetization here at Revenera. The podcast you're about to listen to was recorded by Revulytics, which is now a part of Revenera. Rest assured that while the names may have changed, the conversations are still meaningful and relevant. Our guests have some great insights to share, so stay tuned. Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Goff. And I'm Jason Swan. And welcome to episode number nine of the Piracy Impact podcast from Revulytics. Good episode this week, Jason. Another one from your trip to Paris. Who did you speak with? Yeah, so uh, a local guy, Dominique Lafrette from Top Solid. He was kind enough to drive up from Lyon and spend time with us over a couple of days. And also kind enough to do a podcast with us. Yeah, and really interesting conversation. A little bit short because he did have to catch his train back home at he the did. end. He did. I was trying to jam in a couple of folks, and he was an important one. You know, he's been in the manufacturing space a long time, been with Top Solid a long time. And he highlighted a couple key topics, which um, probably the most important for me was just a fair market. You know, pr- getting into the piracy business to protect his customers, protect the margin, you know, not allow folks you know, out there to steal software and kind of marginalize the business. So it's um, it was an interesting conversation. Yeah, it's a good one, and you know he starts out with you know hearing about suspicions from the channels, from the sales team, and you know really wanting some numbers. So let's hear what he had to say. Welcome to another edition of Piracy Impact. I am your host Jason Swan. We are broadcasting once again from Paris, France, and my guest this afternoon is Dominique Lafrette from Top Solid. Dominique, how are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Jason. How are you doing too? I'm in doing. Paris, well. yeah. I'm doing well, thanks. We've had a, a couple of days here in Paris, meeting lots of customers and uh, law firms and the ecosystem that supports compliance. So I wanted to take the opportunity to briefly chat with you about your experiences at Top Solid, the views on the compliance program, and just get your perspectives on industry trends. So you've been with the company 20 years now. 20 years now. Yep. Yeah. And the company's uh, was uh, settled up in. Uh, 84, so that's okay. Right. 1984, 20 years. How many different roles have you had with the company in those 20 years? Well, I've been uh, creating the company, part of the company. I've been doing sales, international sales, and also partnerships mm-hmm. with you know the ecosystem about sure. Top Solid. And uh, today, you know, I'm handling also the compliance stuff for Top Solid, which is quite interesting sure. because uh, the decision was easy to take to go there. <laughs> and how much of your business from a sales distribution perspective is channel-driven versus direct? Um, we have about uh, 40% which is channel-driven Okay. outside France. Yep. France is all direct. Okay. So you're a French-based company, so yeah. you handle those accounts yourselves, and mm-hmm. then you've expanded into the channel of the geographies, but your revenue is mostly European. Is that accurate? Uh, well, we have also in Japan. Okay. And... Uh, we have a branch in China. Sure. So we, we have to see how it's going to work over there. Yeah, okay. And talk to me a little bit about how the company decided to create and pursue a compliance program. What was that like? Well, uh, we've met uh, Peter Joseph, which is, who is the, your sales guy in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Quite a long time ago. And uh, it was a long decision for us because we didn't know if we had to go there for compliance and if we had lots of illegal licenses, we knew we had, 
but how we should do it was not so easy to imagine. So when, four years ago, uh, Peter had uh, some conversation with us and uh, we decided to try. And trying was first also implementing the software, mm -hmm. the code into yep. Top Solid, and then uh, try to identify where we would find out uh, uh, illegal use of the software. The software today, well, I mean the compliance software, is uh, quite easy to use. Uh, we have to identify also real cases, mm -hmm. not only suspects, sure. what we could name them. Yep. Because uh, real cases are much easier to handle afterwards. Because people, when you know, they get caught, they cannot say, well, we haven't done nothing. It's always nice to have evidence, absolutely. But when you started to look at what the lost revenues were for the company or the potential of lost revenue, I'm always curious on how a company evaluates that loss. Like, what are you seeing in the marketplace that would, I'm sure Peter was calling you and giving you statistics about you know some other clients, but I'm always curious of how you look at the business. And in my previous experience before I got into compliance myself, Unfortunately, it was a lot of word of mouth. You know, you went to user groups or sales kickoff meetings and you talked to really anybody you could to say, what does is, what is the user base look like? You know, what features are they using? What are they not using for legitimate customers? Yeah, yeah. Is there piracy? And if there is piracy, is it cyclical? Is it just when business ramps up and they just don't want to add new licenses? Or, you know, how did you guys establish the market? It was not an easy way to figure out because uh, we don't have any, uh, we didn't have any idea about it. And uh, from the salespeople or the channel, they said, well, we knew that uh, there are illegal licenses out in the field, but nobody could tell us uh, uh, which were the actual figures. And at the far end, uh, we decided to uh, go into compliance for, to get, uh, you know, exact figures. And uh, the data we're getting today, you know, makes it variable because we know what's happening. Okay. Instead of guessing what sure. was happening. And this is the, re the real important point today. Absolutely. Dominique, tell me a little bit about the executive perspective at Top Solid on the compliance program. Well, today we are engaged together with you guys. And... Uh, it's, it's, it's working fine. We have good communication with the technical staff, with the executive staff, with yourself. Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, let's say it's, uh, it's easy to get information, get valuable technical information also from your uh, engineers mm -hmm. because uh, we need, again, I, I will repeat that many times, we need uh, variable data to go forward. Uh, compliance today, we've been working with you guys for three years. The two first years were mainly used to learn how it works. Okay. And this year uh, is a good year because we are, as I wouldn't say we are earning money, but uh, we are uh, switching illegal customers to legal customers, which is good and also infringers that we didn't know before. As I said, not so many, but uh, it's a good start. And for the future, 
we feel that our product is getting known throughout the world. Yep. Uh, mainly today was in, let's say, in Western Europe. But uh, we feel that we'll discover also uh, illegal licenses uh, in Asia. Sure. In South America. We found also <coughs> some in the U.S. That uh, was a, a surprise for us. Piracy knows no <laughs> bounds. <laughs> exactly. And uh, we'll, we'll go on. Uh, I've handled the compliance uh, system now myself. But uh, in, the, in the future, I will hand it over to somebody. Sure. Because uh, the more uh, detection you have, the more worry it is. Because you have to be sure that you don't go after somebody yeah. uh, without any reason. Yeah, these compliance programs you know, really are the long game. Yeah. The more revisions that you're tracking, the more information that you're getting. You know, compliance isn't just piracy. You know, mm -hmm. Certainly that's a driver for a lot of folks because it's such an egregious theft of your technology, your IP. Like you mentioned, you know some of these customers that have been in your pre-sales process, they've used your trial software, and, and you know now finding out does spark some emotion when you find out they're stealing. That's true. And uh, it's really an emotion because when you find somebody that uh, you've been working with for demonstrations for quite a few hours or days, and uh, they've been using uh, Top Solid uh, without uh, paying a license, it's a big uh, pain for the people at the sure. company that uh, went there. Is the executive staff on board with expanding the program? Yeah, the executive staff and uh, our president, Richard Lemur, is uh, eager to move forward and have more and more of, uh, let's say, business coming from compliance, sure. but using the global compliance system for not only selling licenses, but yep. for because uh, there is the compliance analysis, the usage analysis, maybe yep. it's, a, it's another step that we'll uh, go to. Yeah, and that to was my. Prove the software. Yeah, and that was my point about um, you know, compliance isn't just piracy. It maybe yeah. starts out there, but then once you start to collect and accumulate data, it could manifest itself in a lot of different manners that can provide value to the business. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the, the, the more we know the use of the customer, the better it is. Correct. And the more software they buy on a long-term basis. Absolutely. Have you seen any trends in the cases that you've engaged thus far? Trends, not so many. Well, uh, you know, our base is mainly medium-sized companies. Mm -hmm. And they're still all medium-sized companies. Easy when uh, you talk to the manager. Um, when you have an employee, it's uh, more difficult to prove out that the guy, and we know also the people inside the company, we don't want them to be uh, pressured by the management. Okay. So you, we have to be careful also. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think most people would concur with you that you know, a compliance case doesn't follow a sales process. You know, there has to be... Yeah. Um, you know, a, a different uh, manner and tone with which you engage and timelines and what have you. Yeah, and uh, it has to be uh, some good, as I said again, I repeat, uh, good communication with those people. Sure. Uh, we are not uh, the bad guys. We yeah. just uh, want to be 
all customers treat it the same way. Sure. Because, uh, you know, development costs a lot of money yep. and time. And uh, if customers are paying and others are not paying for the development, uh, it's not fair. Yeah. And uh, we, we wish uh, these people to understand that uh, software is not only the price of a USB key, but it has value behind sure. experience, long-term experience, uh, people that going to serve them, going to help them on uh, maintenance or on service or uh, on on the phone yeah. and everything, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole team behind. Sure. And that's important that they understand that this has value. Absolutely. I agree. We're not producing only parts like our customers, because they are in the CAM business mostly, or CAD. We, yeah. We has a tremendous amount of research and development yeah. involved. Very, yeah. And years of dedication. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we, we spend at least uh, 30% uh, of our turnover in R&D. So I'm sure. That's a value. the value of the tool, right? <laughs> well, I want to be respectful of your time. I know you got to catch a train. I want to thank you thank very, you, very much for, for your invitation today in Paris. And that yeah. was very, very good meeting. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, it was good to see you. Good thank you, you for too. joining yeah. our podcast. And um, have a safe trip back on your side, too. Yeah, you too. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Bye. This has been episode number nine of the Piracy Impact Podcast from Revulytics with your host, Jason Swan, and me, Michael Goff. Special thanks to Dominique Lafrette from Top Solid for joining us, and thank you for listening. We appreciate you subscribing to and rating this podcast wherever you listen. Adding a rating and review helps other software license compliance professionals find our podcast. You can also continue the conversation on social media. Please follow us on Twitter, at Revulytics, and share your comments and questions with the hashtag PiracyImpact. You can also learn more about Revulytics and how we've supported customers' compliance programs generate more than $2.4 billion in new license revenue since 2010 at www.revulytics.com. Hi, this is Michael Goff again. Thank you for listening. And as a reminder, this podcast was recorded by Revulytics, which is now a part of Revenera. If you'd like to learn more about the topics we discussed today or software monetization in general, please reach out to us at www.revenera.com.